And loses the crispiness, I have to dip them in. Nikki does like a curry sauce. But also mm. Scottish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it Scottish or yeah? Half Scottish. I mean, I, I taught Nikki how to make three meals before she went to university as like standard, and it was using mint, so it was shepherd's pie, bolognese, and chili. And I went round and I was like, should I bring some stuff? And she's like, yeah, bring it. Over. And I opened her kitchen cupboard to like see if she had like origami. And there was nothing in there apart from chili powder and curry powder, like and chili sauce. And the only way you used to eat rice was when you put lingam's chili sauce all over the top of it. Yeah, I've gotten much better. I'm much better. Now. No, you're you're yeah. perfectly fine. Like you're not you've, you've never been really a fussy eater, but it was just the fact that the the two things that you had it made me. And your parents. Yeah, it's yeah. like a massive pot of curry powder <laughs> and a pot of chili. <laughs> it's like oh, this is a glass of Egyptian Exactly. <laughs> just in everything powder and everything. Lovely. Right. Shall we? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Do episode you 10. Need, you need Steve because I've had a couple okay. of beers. I'm going to have another one and I'm feeling a bit dopey, so <laughs> I think it should be your gig. Okay. Good stuff, yeah. Oh, that's Lauren's hand now. No, yeah. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, Lauren's hand. You must love that Friends episode where Joey finds his hand. His hand, hand is my hand. hand. His hand is your <laughs> hand. No, wait, it's, it's my hand. hand. No, it oh, is, is your, your hand. hand. <laughs> is that from the Friends episode? Yeah. yeah. That's his theme song. He proposed theme song oh, for, right. the, for the show. It's from the song like, This Land Is My Land. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. Okay. Uh, let's get my magazine. <sighs> this is my um, Chuckle Lovers book. Is it? Yeah, look, first page. Slytherin Notebook. King of Queens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, if we actually become famous, which we, which we Fortunate are. This could be like make uh, copies. Yeah. This could be like John yeah. Lennon's lyrics book. Yeah. yeah. But you know, if he did. Take King of Queens. <gasps> right. That's the end of it. They like King of Queens. Oh, I love King of Queens. Very samey. Oh, I love King of Queens. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I shouldn't say hate. I'm eh about it. I hate everybody loves Raven. Yeah. I well, hate Ray Romano with a passion. I can't believe Deborah stayed with him. We will get you on for this because he's an arsehole. He's an absolute arsehole. And in real life, she would have left him years ago. Yeah. He's a horrible. He's a horrible man. man. We'll talk about it. He's really good in the big sick. Let's get Lawrence. No, he's a good actor. The guy's an actor. The character is an arsehole. Okay. We'll get get you on for that one, yeah, because I've got a lot of things to say about Raven. But this is not Raymond Romano chat. This is not Everybody Loves Raymond chat. You're listening to Chuckle Lovers episode 10, doing our first cold open. If this stays in the edit, um, we are actually sitting around and we're talking about the royal family this week for episode 10, one of our God tier shows. I would like to leave this city, this old town don't smell too pretty, and I can feel the warning signs running around my Such and I both ranked this show five out of five on our priority. It's the first show we've done that's at that level, um, and we're very excited to be joined by my wife Nicola Chicken. Hello. And by, yes, what an introduction! <laughs> <laughs> really. You made it too pressured now. It's God tier. It's five out of five. It's too much. It's you're, too much. You're a five out of five to me. Thanks. You're like three. Yeah. Why did you settle? Uh, couldn't be asked to find anyone else. Lays. Yeah. And we're also joined by 
uh, Nikki's best friend in the whole wide world, Lauren Mitchell. Hello. Is that your Nikki impression? Yes. What, what else does she do? Uh, happy birthday. Birthday. Mira. Mira. This is, this is not okay. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, as always, joined by the man who is better at coming up with the man who owed introduction to me. Sachin Nakrani. How are you, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, I'm very well, thank you. We've just recorded episode 11, so we're pretending that we've only just yeah. sort of met and got, got together. Well, I think we should go fully behind the curtain. So we've done episode 11. We're I in wish Lo- you'd go behind the curtain. We are, yeah, I'd love to. Anytime yeah. you're up for it. Um, so we've done, we're in Lauren's kitchen, uh, and we'll leave most of the details for episode 11, but if you listen to episode 10. Something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. So, so Lauren's kitchen, yeah, which is a great place to be, I think. Yeah, and it's apt, I think, that we're sitting in the kitchen. Um, doing the royal family because the kitchen is one of only two rooms of the house that you see in 90% of the episodes mm. you occasionally go up to the bathroom and once or twice you see Jim and Barbara's bedroom, bedroom yeah. but nearly always it's the living dining room and the kitchen so every episode of the royal family is effectively a bottle episode I don't know if you're familiar with the concept of the bottle episode not, no, so uh, a bottle episode is normally done because they've spunked a show has spunked all of its budget on like a really like high um really expensive episode with loads of special effects or whatever um and so the writers are then told right okay you can do this episode but then you're going to have to do an episode that you can do only using the existing sets um and so they're called bottle episodes because it's as though the episode is inside taking place inside a bottle uh the most famous one is in community the one where they're looking for the pen Mm. um which Arbed, who is super meta, refers to as a bottle episode because that's how he sees the world. But they do them in Star Trek and things like that. They'll do a show where it's like it's all on the ship or, you know, they don't go to any planets or anything. Um, but every episode of the Royal Family is effectively a bottle episode. We're, we're confined to these uh, to the front room where Jim is sitting there in his stinking old chair and his one shirt that he owns, his uh, striped brown and yellow shirt, um, uh, in a working class house in kind of an unspecified part of Manchester but I think there's some clues that they're within walking distance of Stockport County. Well, they are they appear to be close to Droylston right. which we will touch on. So, I don't know have you have any of you three been to Droylston? No. I probably no. have. I'm, I'm in Manchester I presume. Yeah, so I'm from Warrington um, and I'm from sort of so I'm Warrington hmm? We're sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry as well. <laughs> Warrington is a uh, large town halfway between sort of Manchester and Liverpool I'm from the Manchester side hence the lack of Scouse accent so the royal family although I'm from a, a much more middle-class background than is depicted in the royal family it's always had sort of a resonance to me like these are the people that you know I went to school with mm-hmm. are people like the royals um, so for me it's very it feels very homey um, I even had their uh, their wallpaper that they have in the dining room, the blue stripy wallpaper. I had that in my bedroom. You did. Was that a tribute? <laughs> no, it was predated to the royal family. Oh, yeah. Coincidence. Um, but yeah, so it's a working class house in Manchester, and it's basically just uh, the five characters. Sorry, six characters. So you got Anthony, the youngest son. Um, uh, uh, what's her name? Denise, the daughter, uh, her fiance, and then later husband Dave. Uh, and you've got uh, Jim, Barbara, who are the parents, and you've got Norma, who is the nan, Nana. Um, and there's occasionally uh, the next door neighbours will pop in. So that's Cheryl, uh, Jim, and uh, Joe and Mary. And later on, we get um, Darren as well. Twiggy as well. And Twiggy, and yes, Twiggy, of course. Yeah, Sorry, I forgot about Twiggy. Yeah, Auntie's girlfriend. girlfriend. Uh, Auntie's girlfriend is only in one or two episodes. Really? Emma. Episodes, yeah. yeah, she's. I think she's played by Sheridan, Sheridan Smith. Smith. Yeah. She's. I think she's literally in two episodes. Yeah. Um, I remember it was more. Yeah, I thought it was more. Yeah, it's really interesting how like watching it back, how little they're in it. Um, Jessica Hines plays Cheryl as well, mm. and like before she was in Spaced, and yeah, like that's where I knew her from originally. She was then Jessica Stevenson. Um, and she's playing a northerner, so I always assumed she was a northerner until I saw her in space. I I saw space first, so when I watched that episode, I'm thinking, what was she doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that her real voice? I think, the, and the joke with Cheryl is that she's fat, but I think when the first season was made, she would have been pregnant, wouldn't she? When the first series of Spaced was made, she was Jessica pregnant. Stevenson was pregnant, right? Which is why she seems much less 
jobbing. Well, she's actually not. So I fat, never knew she? that. No. She's yeah. not, and the, the yeah. joke was always in space yeah. as well. The twist that she was fat, and you know. Yeah, yeah. and you can, yeah. and that's why she's so much thinner in season two. Is mm. space. But um, yeah, you can see that in sort of later episodes of the Royal Family, she's like sitting with like her, like intentionally like pushing mm. her chin, like her double chin out and things like that because she isn't actually mm. uh, a larger woman. But it's it's one of the, I think it's the best written sitcom I've ever seen. I think there are shows that I prefer that I think are all around better shows, but the Royal Family, the script are absolutely perfect. I don't know what your thoughts on that on Sachin. Well, before that, I sorry, that, that, that sentence didn't make any sense. Yeah. But well, before I get onto that sentence that doesn't make any sense, can I just do our Twitter poll? So as we yeah. always do, we do the uh, Twitter poll before an episode, and the question for this one was uh, in tribute to the Royal Family, but in specifically to Jim Royal, what do you take with you to the toilet? And the four, the four possibilities were um, a magazine, book, a photo of a loved one, and or nothing but your ass. And... <laughs> Have you seen the final result for this? Uh, I saw an early result which was so overwhelming that I think yeah. I'd know. So like, I'm going to say it. Yeah, nothing but your ass. Nothing but your ass, yeah. 48%. Uh, book was 27%. Magazine was 17%. And very oddly, photo of a loved one was 8%. So 8% of our listeners. listeners whatever. Would you like to think that that's Nikki? Yeah. yeah. Is it like... Photo of her nan. Yeah. Oh. Oh, she looks no. a lot like me. Don't know why we said, oh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not sweet. Well, Nikki, well, to be fair, Nikki, you do spend a long time on the toilet. I do. I have issues, which yeah. I won't get into now. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's worse not to give any details. <laughs> I think people can make yeah, their own makes conclusions. She makes a ritualistic yeah. while she's on the toilet. <laughs> Just a couple of other things. Uh, basic facts. So Royal Family only ran from 1998 to 2000. Yeah. Mm. I always thought it was a bit longer. Than yeah, that. I think there were only 19 episodes yeah. um, originally. Sorry, was it 19? I think 19 or 20 yeah 19 I think it is 19 yeah. 19 episodes 19 or 20 20? 19 19 or 20 I there weren't many episodes yeah. <laughs> so you should say Rick Tomlinson played Jim Royal Sue Johnson played Barbara Royal yeah and they were cast because they were in Brookside together yeah. playing right. a couple and Caroline Hearn and Craig Cash loved them so they so, yeah, had, Car- cast them as a pair yeah so Caroline Hearn played Denise Craig Cash played David and Ralph Little played Anthony um, and Caroline Hearn and uh, Craig Cash wrote every episode and mm. they had three different writers uh, Henry Normal mm. which is a great name uh, helped with series one <laughs> sounds like a fake name yeah, yeah. yeah. hello earthlings I am Henry Normal he's, from Normanton he's a um, he's a, a horrible name I think, <laughs> yeah. I think he was a, I think he was like he is a constant collaborator with um, Steve Coogan I think they yeah. set up Baby Cat Productions they did, together. That's right. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, uh, Carmel Morgan uh, was series two, and she's relevant because the two episodes we focus on, which is Sunday Lunch, which is series two, uh, episode two from series two, and the nineteen ninety nine Christmas special. She wrote, co- co-wrote both of them. Okay. And Phil Neely, who um, was also, in, I'm just reading my notes here. He was uh, also involved. I think he did <laughs> one of the later <laughs> Christmas specials. I don't know. I, I can't yeah. read what I'm done. He here. was there. Oh, was the, there. one of the later. So the specials they did after they finished were mostly good, but mm-hmm. um, the last two they did were fucking shit. Yeah. Like the, the one where they go on holiday is rubbish, and the Christmas special where they're doing the fucking turkey in the bath. The one where Denise and Dave, Dave host it. Yeah. yeah. Rubbish. That's it kind of one. felt yeah. like they were doing it as, you know, just to do it. It's just, it's, really just so out, it's just so out of tone with yeah. everything else. Like, Dave and Denise are like, it, there's real, again, flanderization we're going on to, that, like, Dave gets stupider and stupider mm. every single series to the point where those later specials, he is like, mate, you should be living in an assisted living facility. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you mm. can't get in a bath with a turkey that you're going to cook like with fucking bubble bath um, that's yeah, not a thing a people do it was yeah. which it never was I yeah. always thought that it was because Dave himself and I mean Craig Cash is actually amazing isn't your fiance he, he looks exactly like Craig Cash but with a beard and there is a reason why he took out his earring for several years <laughs> <laughs> because I told him once he looked like Craig Cash um but he, he's, he's actually, he's so funny and he's like a very lovely person every time you see interviews and stuff with him. But I felt that he just, he was kind of nothing. He was getting very lost in the rest of the personalities of Royal Family. So I always thought that they ramped him up to be more stupid to make him yeah, more of a character out Cause, of Because the, yeah, yeah. the whole thing of him in like the first season, the series, is 
<sighs> we're, gone, we're on the series season thing again. Have we talked about this before? Series and season. Uh, I think we can balance between the two. I think we maybe, should we say, if we talk about a British programme, we'll say series. series. And mm-hmm. we'll say season, season yeah. yeah. So the first series, like, and the second series, his thing is mostly that he's just so ridiculously passive mm. and will just repeat things that other people say. Which is like, no. And yeah, but then, yeah, as you say, I think maybe to flesh him out a bit more, they make him stupid. Basically, after the baby was born, he became a massive idiot. Yeah, it's usually what happens to a woman. Baby brain. Yeah. Baby brain, yeah. Um, and they're both incredibly lazy. Like, they're perfect for each other. Mm. I don't think he's that lazy, though. No, he I doesn't know that for He works a hell of, He seems to have a full-time job, doesn't he? Was he, like, a sort of handyman? Yeah, uh, he, do, he does, like... I think he's a man with a van kind yeah, of thing. Like, he does, yeah. does removals, yeah. you know. She is incredibly lazy. Should we just, before we get into it, should we just talk about how, because I was like, these sort of origin stories, how he came across it. I mean, I can't quite remember, but I'm a bit older than all of you, I think, which is a bit yeah. depressing. But <laughs> I was 17 then, I guess, when it came out in 98. I just remember seeing a BBC trailer for it. Yeah. And immediately thinking, this looks brilliant. Yeah. And I think it was the first sitcom I can remember where it seemed small. Yeah. But that seems to be the appeal as well. It is, for me, it seems to be about a celebration of smallness of yeah. life, which I think is, is fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good depiction of working class life, but it's yeah. like affectionate. It's similar to this country. We talked about this country. Mm. It would be easy for it to be snobby and for it to turn into like shameless. Mm. But it doesn't do that. Like There is real heart to it. Um, we, I was a bit young when it came out. It would have been 10, in 10 or 11 in 98. And we yeah, watched. Younger than two years old. Yeah, it's the one show that, like, or one of the only shows along with The Simpsons that we would all watch as a family and we would all enjoy it as much as each other. Like, we loved the Royal Family. It was like appointment to view. And I remember we were very proud of ourselves for having watched it when it was on BBC Two and had no ratings. And then it was one of them, they repeat, a bit like The Office, mm. they repeated it on BBC One a few months later and that was when it took off. Um, Caroline Ahern would have been quite well known at the time. Mm. Mrs. Merton. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mrs. She'd already yeah. been Mrs. Merton. Yeah. Um, who is really underrated, by the way. Mm. Like, Mrs. Merton was amazing. So, so good. We were talking about Paul Daniels before the show, and um, we, yeah, the most famous moment for Mrs. Merton um, is her interview with Debbie McGee. And she asked him, so what was it that first attracted you to the millionaire Paul Daniels? Yeah. Well, you say she's underrated, but I think that line is so iconic. Yeah, yeah it is. But it's the only thing anyone remembers of yeah, that show. It was, it was basically, it was her doing a Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. But like before she was known, so I think when it came out, particularly because it was pre-internet, people were really unsure about whether it was a character or, or not. Mm. And it was her basically in a studio audience as though she had a chat show with a genuine yeah, yeah. live yeah. studio audience and real celebrities. It was a bit like... Um, Ali G before yeah. Ali G yeah. didn't yeah. Craig Cash play her son as well oh did he I think I, I really remember him playing her son and maybe later on towards right. the one or something like that where he came mm. on and she like, had a go at him and like ah mm. but um but she was amazing it, talent yeah but it was uh, her walking on the stage to accept an award that wasn't hers at like yeah. the, the Brit Awards or something like that and pissed out of her face yeah and that's actually around the time that I started watching well, I watched the Royal Family for the first time. I would have been about 13 or so, 1999. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember watching it. I don't, like, sadly, I don't remember when I first watched it, but I feel like we did watch it when I was growing up. I don't really remember doing it. My mum was well into Brookside, so I think she watched it because of the Brookside connection. Yeah, connection. But I remember watching, like, the Christmas specials more than I remember watching yeah. the series, but I'm sure we did watch it. That's probably more event based then yeah. because it's like it's Christmas so like you're concentrating more yeah there's, and there's always to be fair the Christmas ones are the most memorable ones because they tend to be the only episodes where anything that actually happened um, like most famously is the one where didn't it, the season 2 series 2 bloody hell series 2 Christmas special is the one where she gives birth which is one of the most famous mm. yeah. scenes which should we talk a bit about that scene actually well, that's, yeah, so that's a 99 Christmas special, so that's one of the episodes. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, that's the second episode we, well, one of the two episodes we focus on. Yeah, um, and obviously it culminates in, so Dave has gone off on his uh, moped to take Nana home, and so she's sort of left in the home with, uh, and Barbara, has Barbara gone out somewhere as well? No, no, she's no. there. And, um, she, yeah, she goes to the toilet and, uh, and then calls upstairs for a mum and uh, that's right her mum leaves mm. the bathroom to go and call the ambulance yeah. doesn't she mm. um and jim goes up and sits with her and they put on her birthing tape 
and it's a beautiful scene like yeah, it's really it's really lovely really, it's still really moving it makes me cry every time it's so sad like because you can particularly now i'm older and obviously if i put myself in her shoes mm. if i would be pregnant and she was so young and so naive and so sweet and it's just heartbreaking it's like yeah i can totally see myself like being like that just like i don't know what i'm doing yeah. like, and she's so overwhelmed it's just and it's really redemptive for jim as well who mm. like half the time is just an unbearable asshole mm. but has these moments like that where he does show a lot of heart and you know th there's an episode where um barbara who is going through the menopause which a friend of ours didn't realise that women went through the menopause. A 37-year-old man. <laughs> didn't know about the menopause. You're going to have to tell me who this is off air. Because I don't know who you're We said it, we last, night, it last night, babe. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. But, yeah, <laughs> right, we'll, we'll say. But, um, but you but, were defending it. I th Do you think that's mental, sir? I can't believe you do. Uh, I think so, yeah. I've known about menopause for quite a while, I think. Yeah. So I think you should know about it. Yeah. You might know the, the, the details, the ins and outs, if I can use that phrase, but I think you should know. Yeah, he didn't realise that women yeah. stopped being able to have children and yeah. the, the things, he was just like, oh. I've also, for the rest of the adolescent biotic monkeys, that's like yeah. menopause, isn't it? <laughs> you used to get it in your fishnets, yeah. now you only get it in your nightdress. Yeah. My second favourite Arctic monkey song. What's your first? Um, bigger boys and stolen sweethearts. It was a B-side. Uh, and then oh, you fucking so No, it's just, <laughs> I had a single back when people bought singles and you yeah, listen yeah, to the yeah. B-sides. Big three Sorry. for me is Cornerstone, which I think is actually mm. It's one of the cornerstones of their rubric. Betty Look Good on the Dance Floor and Mardi Gras. That's my big three. I'm not a big Arctic Monkeys fan. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Absolutely go on. But, um, yeah, well, speaking of northerners, <laughs> I do think that there was possibly, when the Royal Family first aired, a bit of a north-south divide on it, mm. like, as to whether you watched it or not. I yeah, can yeah, see I that bit in the case. I don't, yeah. Oh, it was the same thing as Blur and Oasis. Yeah. No, but it's true. Like, there was a yeah. massive north-south divide there, because it was like, well, everybody northern, or anybody that was a bit, like, alternative, they were all behind mm. Oasis, and everybody that was like a little bit more middle class and southern were behind Blur. Well, I was going to ask this, do you think the Royal Family was a northern sitcom? Yeah. Could totally. it only work yeah. if it was a northern family? I don't think so. I think you, you can translate it so well to like a, a, an East End family, mm. and I think that's one of the reasons why I kind of liked it, because it reminded me of certain parts of like people I knew in my families and stuff like that, you go around and be like, mm, so I don't think there are any. Well, there probably are, but it's not overwhelmingly like loads of northern references. No, I guess not. Like mm. you say, we're not even sure where in particular it is in, but it, but in it, Manchester. But it, but I mean, maybe this is a tribute to the writing. Mm. But I had always just assumed that it was like much more resonant to northerners. But actually, maybe that is just it being extremely relatable, and they are characters that you mm. know someone like that in real life. We I feel like it's very resonant working class. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like. Anybody that's working class or comes from a working class background family yeah. can understand that and, and the things that they talk about and I mean that may sound that deeper than it is yeah, but yeah. like the way that they're talking and things that yeah, they're talking the about their cultural touchstones yeah and even like down to like Denise being a lazy asshole it's just like yeah. there's always somebody in your family yeah and like poor that. old Anthony yeah who like who Jim absolutely berates and is always calling him a lazy get and you know never you know bone idle and all of this bone idle is one of my dad's yeah. favourite phrases oh. um, my dad's also a scouser not as broad as Ricky uh, Tomlinson but he's uh, yeah Bone Idol is his favourite. Let's go, go back to the 1999 Christmas special oh, and that final scene. I watched it on, one, on Friday night. The thing that really grabbed me is if you watch it again, it's Jim's eyes. If you just yeah. watch, he is. He's a great He's genuinely yeah. crying. And yeah. I wonder whether that's. I think he was moved by the episode. Yeah. I mean, it's subtle and it's sort of brilliantly subtle. Nothing really, in a way, happens. He just sits with her. Mm. Are you sure it wasn't just a great big piss or. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You sure it wasn't just. Literally, that's the thing. Just with yeah. the um, but in the episode, I mean, nothing really happens. They just have Christmas lunch. Well, actually, you don't see them eat the lunch, do they? No, they they just all digesting. They just and, finished. and I think it opens with them all sitting around watching the Queen's yeah. speech. Uh, no, no, we they're don't watching. Watch the uh, speech I never watch the Queen's speech. Yeah, well, the first thing you can hear is Noel Edmonds in the background. Yeah. While uh, Barbara's cleaning up, and they're all talking about how they don't like turkey, aren't they? Yeah. Did you like that turkey, Jim? A little bit today, wasn't it, Bab? You, ma'am. I've never liked turkey, Barbara. Do you like it?
like it, Dave. Mm, I'll take it or leave it, me, Barbara. Did you like it, Denise? No, I didn't like it. There's no flavour. How about you, Anthony? Mm, not bothered, really. Mm. Mm. Oh, I don't think I'll bother getting the turkey next Christmas. Turkey at mm. Christmas. Bloody hell, Bab, don't be such a bloody killjoy. And they're all scandalous. And they're all scandalous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, which is true. Like, turkey is rubbish, but you do kind of have to. I love yeah. turkey. And also, my mum's a really good cook, so my turkey's always juicy and delicious. So, it's all the fact that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my turkey's popping. Um, yeah, all the other people in the world are said that they just had bad turkey. What Everyone have Christmas lunch. I don't have Christmas lunch. I have like Christmas dinner. So because they have it, they they they're scandalised by the fact that people have it late. Because Anthony's going to what's his birthday name? Uh, Emma. Emma's yeah. and they're having it late, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. We were middle That's class. That's a class thing. Yeah, that yeah. is a class thing. Uh, I I beg to differ. Really? I have mine late because we're black. <laughs> okay. We need different, different elements yeah. to it. So like, my dad yeah, would always have Christmas idea. lunch because. Well, that's the way he's going. And then he, every year he asks my mum, can we please have Christmas dinner at two, at least? Mm. My mum starts cooking the turkey at 5am, so <laughs> we Your should... Your mum doesn't we... sleep before no, Christmas exactly. Day. But we have well, you were on Christmas dinner for about 8pm. You were on Lauren's Hendu last week, and yeah. Lauren's mum was there, and from what I understand, she was just... She didn't sleep before start. that. She was quick cooking and that's She's a procrastinator, so some of it is her fault. Like, she'll leave it until the last minute. And But we're forever. when I go back home for Christmas, I mean, when I used to go in uni... That would be the 23rd or the 24th. We'd be going to Tesco's, the one that's open like really, really late at oh, night. Yeah, those people. Yeah. In, 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 <laughs> at one in the morning, we'd be in Tesco's doing like last minute shopping and then preparing vegetables and making rum punch and all that kind of stuff. But it's just, it ends up being used with like the time that Caribbean tend to eat quite late anyway. Mm. But yeah, no, it is. It's uh, We had ours, we had to have ours at like four o'clock because we're a middle class Northern family. Mm. But I think like uh, Sunday dinners, Typically, in the north, are eating at lunchtime. I think uh, down south as well. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, me again. Always yeah. had mine in the evening, but um, most people have them around lunchtime. But they they, they call it Sunday lunch. They really call it Sunday dinner because yeah. obviously dinner is dinner and lunch is lunch. Yeah. Well, yeah, the other episode. Well, din, din, no, but not in the north because dinner is lunch in the north. No, but I'm saying yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's interesting because the other episode focus on is episode two from CUCs, it's called Sunday lunch. Mm. Yeah. So is that a contradiction of it's Northern? I think that they probably did that to be more... No, no, that they because that Northern working class people do have Sunday lunch at lunchtime. They do have lunch. Yeah. But calling it dinner or lunch, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... When I was growing up, we had breakfast, dinner, tea. Mm. And because I'm with Nikki now, and she's a filthy Southerner, um, surrounded by them, um, we I've had to stop calling lunch dinner and now the evening meal is dinner. Because, oh, but I'm with the daughter now. Now I call mine. We call dinner tea. As lo- well, that's okay, but calling lunch dinner is what makes the confusion. That's I the think. only thing that I have yeah. an issue with. Yeah. Yeah. All the rest I can deal with, but the dinner at lunchtime—that's wrong. That's just wrong. <laughs> it is confusing. But then they're like, "Oh, what about school dinners?" Yeah, exactly. You had dinner ladies, not lunch ladies, not American. Yeah. Fucking hell. Anyway. Should we talk about the royal family? Yeah. Should, I, should I just blast through some facts I found about it before we go? Please, so let me talk about blast. my favourite person, Carmel Morgan. Look at him blast, look at him blast. Yeah, he wrote, he wrote Sunday Lunch. So she began writing in 1999. Because I, I became slightly because she's on the uh, opening credits and I didn't know anything about her. She began writing in 1999 with, uh, for the royal family, which was one of her first gigs. In July 1999, she began writing for Brookside before joining Blushed. Coronation Street. Uh, Coronation Street's writing in 2002. She's also written for Shameless. Most episodes take place in real time, which I think is relevant to Sunday lunch because that does seem to be yeah. all in real time. It's mm. a single camera sitcom yeah. using 16mm film. I think every episode's real time. Yeah, I think yeah. that. But that one's Phil specifically. So, uh, so yeah, every episode, single camera sitcom using 16mm film, which I think was to give it sort of grainy, imperfect yeah. quality. No laughter track, which is something Caroline and her had to fight aggressively. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, they, oh, the laughter track would have fucking ruined it. I yeah, know. Yeah, Absolutely terrible. The whole point is that like there's long periods of that show where they're just sitting in silence. Yeah, yeah. So and even had... the jokes are not out and out. Well, sometimes no. they are out and out funny, but 
a lot of the time it's more subtle than yeah. that. The, the trend I noticed a lot watching it again was there's a lot of repetition like the characters will repeat each other and like Jim will be getting more and more annoyed at it and like that's that's the dynamic I'm not sure exactly where they would laugh where they would sit yeah. laughing no. it's really hard to sort of imagine that's the thing like, I feel like laughter tracks are only used to tell you when to laugh yeah. Yeah. like you can you could watch Friends you could watch the Cosby show I'm thinking of like live studio audiences but you could watch all those things without a laughter track and actually you'll probably enjoy them more because you haven't got people going woo Oh, something happens. I hate that. We talked about weeping. Not well, we we talked about the uh, laughter track. Uh, there's you can find it on YouTube clips of Friends where they take the laughter track out. Mm. It's really weird. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously the actors are waiting. Yeah, the timing. The, the yeah. timing is it's bizarre. And and the Big Bang Theory they do it as well, and there's literally like no jokes, and it's like oh they're just laughing because it's got the cadence of a joke. But exactly. It's not actually a joke in here. Yeah. So actually, I heard set of TV executives. Um, she made the point that. Um, the only rubbish episode of Till Death Do Us Part was, actually this is on a different point, but I'll come on to it anyway, is um, the location <laughs> thing was, um, she's very specific, as you said, like it should be located in a very specific place constantly, because she said the only rubbish episode of Till Death Do Us Part, which I think was possibly a favourite sitcom growing up, was when they went into a restaurant, but otherwise it was kind of based in yeah. specific places. Um, Interesting. I heard thought the very first episode of the first series was so bad she wanted to buy the rights for it and had it binned. Oh, really? It cost a quarter of a million pounds, so she didn't have the money, obviously, to do that. Henry Normal, our favourite person, said <laughs> co-write series one, was a one-time performer pu- performance poet given to such things as taken to the stage with a paper bag over his head. As you then said, Stephen, he then got into TV and set up a production company with Steve Coogan, which has since produced things such as Gavin Stacey and Mighty Boosh. The US version of the Royal Family was called The Kennedys. It didn't last beyond the pilot. Was it the US version? Oh, yeah, wow. it was terrible, apparently. And oh, that's clever, though. The Royal yeah. Family and the Kennedys, because mm. they're like, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And the other thing, we've got to touch on this. The opening, the, obviously the song for the opening uh, titles yeah. was uh, Half a World Away by Oasis. Noel Gallagher was mystified when he was approached for this to be used. He was on tour at the time. And due to a bad connection, he thought the Royal Family was uh, asking for... Uh, it was, it was a documentary about the, the <laughs> royal family um, and he said they should probably use Married with Children for that instead uh, <laughs> but obviously they use Half World Away so some facts about that and um, no I totally agree I think a laughter chat would have been bizarre yeah for, uh, for yeah. the royal family that's the only Oasis song I like as well it's my favourite Oasis song and it's definitely all down to the royal family yeah but when, growing up the Blur Oasis thing happened I was definitely in the Blur camp hated Oasis and now hey, I go hated Oasis. Well, fucking trying growing up near Manchester, mm. unbearable. Man. Exactly, but I realise I don't hate Oasis. I hate Liam Gallagher. <laughs> I love Noel Gallagher. I he's the better he's Gallagher. Yeah, I mean, he, he could be a bit, bit of a knobhead, but he's actually quite a good songwriter, mm. and he plays with pretty well. And, and I think that the, the theme song was perfect. Yeah, it is for the royal family. It was just like. It's almost as if it was written for it. Yeah. Exactly. It's exactly the right tone. It's such a good choice. I don't think the lyrics actually are relevant anyway. No. But I, th- I agree the tone of the song. I think the lyrics are relevant. I have it's a... Anthony trying to get out. Um, yeah. Anthony's that... the main character of the role. No. <laughs> Last. I think it li- it does reflect, you know, him. He Class does eventually trouble. get out and make you know mm. make yeah. a life for himself, but. There are lyrics in that song that relate to that, you know, he'd like, I'd like to leave this city. I, I have a theory about which I realised watching it a bit stoned recently, was that um, everyone in it is so it's completely blue, and all the characters mm. are blue, except Dave walks in and he's wearing an orange top, and that's the only other colour that isn't blue saturated, and we'd already seen Denise before that wearing green I think mm. and then when after Dave has come in and she sits down with Dave she's wearing a dress that's half blue and half orange and I think that's an intentional thing because he's not part of the royal family oh, and, and the colours on Denise's dress show that she's like now split yeah. between the two anyway that's my possibly complete bullshit theory about the opening credits but yeah I'm very proud of myself for if that. we go back to Sunday lunch <laughs> and, I, and I'm not this is not criticism if anything it's a is praise literally nothing happens for yeah. the episode. They just have lunch and it ends with Nanny going to a ship. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, if you explain that to and you you know to the, to millennials, they just won't get. It's, but it's beautiful, isn't it? It's just 
it's kind of hard to describe why that's great, but the, it is. The note I've written down is that Seinfeld always called itself a show, a show about nothing. Yeah. But compared with the Royal Family, it's fucking Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, it's so small. There's an episode where um, that actually is a bit of incident. But like, um, Barbara, I think it's the episode after Sunday lunch. Barbara and Jim have had a fight because she's fed up with him, like not pulling his weight around the house and mm. being a lazy arsehole. And so she goes out for a walk. And while she's out, they literally just sit and watch Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And it's the 10 minutes solid of the, in real time them watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and playing along and like not knowing what ethanol is and things and commenting on how the contestants look and obviously look really nervous and all of this kind of stuff. And that's all the episode. And then she comes back and Jim makes it up to her. And that's all the episode is. But it's so simple. You don't need much yeah. to tell a story, a, a compelling story. But that's 100% like Gogglebox. Yeah. We, I mean, it's a... a I would say dyke guys, but it's a bit wanky and not appropriate. But people watch it and love it, and you're literally just watching other people watching TV, mm. saying things that you would say yourself, but you can't not watch it. Like, and but you feel very tender about them. You end up yeah. being like very attached to the family. Yeah, I think for me, one beautiful thing I took from the Royal Family, watching it again, and reminding myself is, and this is one of the great things about family is you can have, and touching on what you just said, you can have massive rows with family, you can mm. fall out. But there's no kind of bitterness. Yeah. Just kind of, uh, me and my mum row all the time. We really grate up against each other. But it's forgotten within five seconds. Yeah. And that is the one kind of beautiful thing about family. Nothing sort of lasts. Well, the, the yeah. reason, the entire reason I picked Sunday lunch is because there's a moment at the end where um, Barbara says to Jim, oh, Jim, you've got more faces than a town hall clock. Yeah. And then Norma <laughs> says, and every one of them's miserable. <laughs> and Jim and... Norma had been sniping at each yeah. other all episode and he bursts out laughing and he's yeah. like I'll give you that one Norma <laughs> um, and yeah I didn't I think Norma is the the agent of chaos in the show because oh. she is there stirring up shit intentionally in some cases mm. annoying Jim very like it always seems like she's doing it accidentally and I think once or twice across the entire series you'll see that she is intentionally taking the TV remote or like or whatever to, to wind him up um and yeah she's like she's either playing the fool or she's the emotional weight or um you know she's winding jim up and so she's like the closest thing the show has to an antagonist and she really drives a lot of it forward um played by liz, liz smith, smith who yeah. is phenomenally good who didn't yeah. start acting until very late yeah in she was in her 50s i think yeah yeah um and i never had grandmothers um so yeah, I'd, I'd like to get you guys' thoughts on the presence of grandmothers mm, in the family home. It's very, it, well, from my experience, that's very reflective of of my nan. Like, yeah, it's quite quite similar. Different in many ways, but the whole, yeah, the little comments that go down a smash in the family, like one little comment and it's like, oh, that is a zinger, total <laughs> zinger. Uh, my favourite comes out of uh, I think I'm probably paraphrasing when I say it, it's, I do like the gays. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it might be the Christmas special, I think yeah. she's in the kitchen sipping on like a, an avocado or something. Yeah, but she doesn't drink, she only has a sherry at Christmas. That was a sherry. And a, and a bottle of stout yeah. and, uh, and a champagne at a wedding. <laughs> she has the first bit of dialogue of Sunday lunch and it possibly is the most royal family quote ever, which is, she says, she sees this in Denise, she says, Denise, there was a woman from Drawsden on Richard and Judy having a makeover. Uh, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> Denise, which is a reference to a family member, Droylston, which is obviously very northern, and the fact that it's, it's a reference to Rich and Judy. Yeah, is, and, the programme's obsessed with TV. It's definitely an old person thing, that yeah. the entire point of that story is, well, Droylston's not far from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's the, she'll do it quite often in different episodes where she'll say one thing to the room and then she'll say it to each person again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, she does no that this time, she just it. repeats it over and over yeah. again. Did you ever, did any of you ever through lounge growing up? Oh, uh, we yes we yeah, did yeah we did in one I of did house. when I lived in London yeah yeah the, the my family house where my dad still lives where I grew up um yeah that had a because I, I had a through lounge and when me and my wife were looking for a house one of her absolute red lines was no through lounge really she wanted a very separate living because she didn't have a through lounge hmm. I, I'm not really going anywhere with this but I, 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 I it's a very normal yeah I really like a through lounge. I, I mean, think a, I think a separate yeah, yeah. I think a separate dining room is such a fucking waste of a room. <laughs> like we always had um, meals at the dining table when I was a kid, but I'm like completely out of that habit since I went to uni. 
and have become an adult. Don't do that in front of the telly on our laps, kind of thing. You don't do that. No, we we don't eat the table. We yeah, do, yeah, exactly. We do, we do that. We eat in front of the telly. Of the telly all and, time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't see the point in a separate dining room. We've got one in our house. And it's, Never a, use it's it. such a fucking waste of yeah. space. Well, we have, We've got a galley it's just kitchen. Cold and se- well, not cold, like cold, but it's just separate and yeah. it doesn't feel cosy or no. like it's part of... And it's too small to put sofas in and things. Yeah. Mm. It's just a waste and of I, space. And I always feel like one of the things I love about here, I mean, we're sitting in my kitchen now, it is in a three lounge. lounge. Yeah. But the thing that I always do and the thing that my mum always did growing up is that we're never ready on time to receive guests. We're always cooking. So it's not great to have a separate dining room when everyone's going to be sitting there yeah. away. You can talk to them whilst you're cooking, or yeah, you know, yeah. and it just makes it easier. And I just, it's yeah, a lot. I'd want a dining kitchen. I don't mind a dining kitchen. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, preferably. Why are we talking about this? Well, because they're all hanging out. <laughs> yeah. You got as just to touch on this again. You you're all a bit younger than me. Did any of you ever hatch? Yeah, you did. I did. I wonder if that was a very eighties because I hatched. Yeah, I think it is. There were people that I knew when I moved to Maidenhead. That's when I started seeing people with hatches because nobody had it in London. Raffanella got a hatch, haven't they? Raffanella and got a hatch, and I've crawled through it before and got stuck. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> <laughs> what it's there for when yeah, you're a kid we, when, to try and get through it. When, when we went round, we like I said, like, oh, have you both crawled through that? And Raph was like, I have. And <laughs> I was like, I never have. And like Raph was like, yeah, I'm not surprised because <laughs> she's like just very straight down the line, isn't she? Yeah. Well, she's quite no nonsense. Yeah, I mean that's, that's compared to we talk about balance with couples. They definitely balance each other out in the same way that you two do. Who like are we talking about? Sorry, our friends. Our friends. <laughs> this is so interesting for your <laughs> podcast listeners. But Rafi is—he's a, a rapper and a comedian um, and a lawyer. And a lawyer. <laughs> um, he did the Gary Barlow song that got quite famous a few years back. It was on Radio One and stuff. But um, she is a very delightful woman. She's—we talk about Blackish as well. She's Rainbow from Blackish to me, oh, right. and he is lots of love, Dre. Like just really ridiculous and silly and then she's like no you just need to stop and sit down now okay? like, just take your time out and that, I think that's why I love her because he's he's like one of my best friends and we are like well I have a go at him constantly so then I've got Eleanor backing me up I'm like yeah we made her listen go to your wife we made her go through the hatch though we were like you can't not go through the hatch, through the she, hatch. She, yeah basically <laughs> she did do it peer pressure beautiful thing the other thing I really felt about watching the Royal Family is we sort of there's this narrative now that mobile phones and iPads have ruined this conversation and ruined family life. Mm. If you watch Royal Family pre-mobile phones, pre-social media, pre-iPads, they are talking to each other because obviously there's no technology. The conversations are absolute drivel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure so technology bad. has ruined anything at all. No, really. no, no. Time they're not, not to shit in the 90s. A lot of the time they're not talking to each other. Yeah. There's a lot of silences and yeah. it just pans around the different and they're literally yeah. just sat there staring at the TV. Looking gormless. Yeah. yeah. Talking it, for the sake of talking. Yeah, almost. it's almost better just to be on your phone looking at the internet, reading interesting articles than just saying nonsense like Rich and Juicy. The art of conversations, Deb. But no, it's yeah. I think we've always had this thing. I think it's always been like, I think when like novels became a thing, it was like, oh, novels are ruining conversation. And then it was the same with radio, the same with TV. Yeah. Like every new technology that comes along, it's like oh, it blackboards in school. Somebody wrote an article. I found this out like a few years ago. And when when they started introducing blackboards into schools for people to write on, they were like children writing means they won't learn properly they'll just sit and dawdle pictures all day we shouldn't have them blah 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 it's like oh my god everybody hates something yeah like because it's not the way that you did it you don't understand yeah exactly people hate change don't they and that's been yeah nothing changed in this show there's one major major moment that causes a change and, and it's in episode one and it's when twiggy comes over and he sells jim some jeans oh yeah and he's never worn jeans before and he keeps them, and he wears them in every single episode from there on in. Yeah. That just sums up. He he's he's not choosing to wear those jeans in ever since. He's just too lazy not. Yeah, to. there's an yeah. episode where Barbara says he only ever wash only washes when he goes to the doctor, which is so grim. Uh, yeah. but he, he he looks like that, doesn't he? Yeah. Did you met him once, didn't you, Nikki? I met him at um, it was I don't think it was Crafts, but it was a show like Crafts. I think it was like Discover Dogs or something, and. Mm. He was there for some reason, and for some reason people were queuing up to meet him, so I was like, okay, I I'll do that. I think he does dog breeding. Oh, does he? Okay. I've got a really weird thing that, don't quote me on it. I know that. So I've just got like a weird feeling that I read that once. 
somewhere. There must have been some connection as to why he was there, but I was quite young. I didn't really, I don't, didn't really have any smart. conversations. Um, I can't really remember. <laughs> he complimented me on my hat. Yeah. That's all I remember. Okay. He seemed like our, our, we, Jim Royal, really. We had like three things, like art mirroring, um, life mirroring art is that there were three things that my parents would always say when the royal family or four things when the royal family was on and it was every episode and we'd say it every time just like uh, something from the royal family one is that Dame denise are my uh, sister and her husband which is true um my mum would always say oh isn't it weird that he he's from liverpool and they never comment on it it's like no that's not weird <laughs> <laughs> um like we're not sitting around talking about how my dad's a scouser but we live in warrington everyone knows not a talking point um the <laughs> what was the other one? Oh, that anthony was graham my brother and oh 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 sue johnson lives in locking stumps you know which is like the next village over what yeah. what's that name locking stumps that sounds like a shop for chaining up your trees yeah yeah it's a little part of birchwood so i'm from birchwood which is like northeast warrington there's a part of birchwood called locking stumps and that's where sue johnson lives and my mum would mention it every single time oh she lives in warrington cool (laughs) come on to sue johnson barbara feels like maybe a reflection of working class women of a certain generation if you actually if you sort of boil down and micro analyze barbara's life it's absolutely awful (laughs) i mean she is the wife to a man who obviously loves her but treats her not terribly that sounds a bit harsh she doesn't abuse her in any way but he takes her for granted he takes her absolutely granted sometimes he's very nasty to her yeah can be yeah he takes the sort of piss out of her cooking and and various things and she's just there to sort of cook and clean really yeah i mean he's quite grim in a way she has a part-time job at the bakery yeah and he doesn't work he's on disability because of his back i think they say Uh, i think he used to work yeah he was first episode yeah, they said. I think he used to be a labourer or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's got his back and he's been on disability for years. But that's the thing. There's loads of like backstory that they never actually. I know they mentioned that one, but they never really fill in. Mm. But you just like you know that well. That's a council house and they've lived there for yeah. forty years, kind of thing. Or, and just things like that. Like you can just tell. Like oh, he probably worked on the docks or because he's well, Ricky Thompson really did, didn't he? Mm. He really yeah. did work. There's a sort of juxtaposition, you see that generational shift where she is this put-upon working-class mm. woman who just gets on with it and just cooks and cleans, and that's her existence. And then you've got Denise, who's a complete diva, mm. who wants Dave to do everything, and is actually, as well, quite an awful mother. I mean, we don't oh, really see her yeah, in the mother horrendous. too much. I guess we do a bit, but no, she, she's horrendous. She's horrendous, isn't so she? Any opportunity she yeah. can get to baby david on yeah. on uh, jim and barbara she'll take it but during pregnancy we've seen these two episodes she's drinking she wants to smoke mm. yeah she doesn't really seem bothered about being a mother there is that beautiful scene in the, of the episode yeah. of the christmas special 99 where you sort of see that she's as you say if she's scared about being a mother and that's totally understandable but otherwise seems pretty awful but that sort of shift between that generation and the next yeah and barbara is actually you feel really, really sorry yeah, for her you, these episodes. you feel really yeah she's she's like the emotional heart of the yeah. of the series i think uh, particularly i think it's notable that like norma is her mother that they didn't make it jim's mother mm. like because i guess that's also to give jim the mother-in-law yeah, yeah some yeah, antagonism yeah. um to play off but yeah like she really is the heart and she is the thing that binds everyone really um and keeps them all together and yeah as you say she does she does everything um and the Sunday lunch is sort of around her menopause, isn't it? And and no one understanding it, and just putting it down. Oh, she's just she's just going through the change. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, mm. yeah. The change you used to call it the change in my day. Oh right. Yeah. I sort of miss that. Yeah. I feel quite bad about. It. Yeah, she's I'm just hot, because yeah. everyone's going on about it and no one's uh, sympathetic at all. Like she has no support whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're like that with my mum. Really? Yeah, she, we've been saying she's going through the menopause now for fifteen years. But she's, you're just a bit hot, mum. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, you don't understand what it's like. We're like, yeah, yeah, get over yourself. <laughs> so that's the opposite. I'm to sending this um, to your mum. I think all the characters talk about Jim. He's like the least sort of subtle and rounded. He's a bit of a caricature because he yeah. essentially just says arse a lot. Yeah. And makes wisecracks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. I, don't, I mean, he's a good character, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he doesn't develop. He doesn't think... develop at all, yeah. Which is the point, really, isn't mm. it? Mm. There but are... There's hidden deaths to him, like the talking to Denise. Oh, yeah. that's, I mean, that is beautiful, yeah. Um, 
sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, you get you see behind the curtain a little bit, but he doesn't develop in any way. One in the way that Dave does, I think. We were talking about Dave before and how he's lazy, he never does anything, but then as soon as the baby comes along, he's the main carer. Yeah. yeah. Dave is not lazy, I will fight this on my head. I don't think he's lazy either. But he just seems it because he's like, he's like mm. yeah. I guess he's not lazy. What he is, is not asked. Like, yeah. he doesn't have any opinions, really. Yeah. But like, he's like, a perpetual holds. shrug. Yeah. yeah. Just want to come back. You said it right at the start. You say it's the best written sitcom yeah. what, of all the sitcoms. Yeah, I would say so. Why? Why do you say Because every I don't know. Every line is just perfect. It's like a it's like a fucking Alan Bennett play. Mm. Like it's so beautifully written. It's really funny. It's really moving. Um, and you could there's not a word out of place. It was it would be really hard to go through those scripts and say oh they couldn't have put that in or you know mm. um, and they've got so many restraints on that program like so many limits that they've given themselves put themselves in this teeny tiniest box the characters have really small worlds even outside that mm. um so there's so many restraints on that but they absolutely nail it every time every episode is amazing um sorry i'm gonna edit this back into the jim thing jim also plays the banjo which is quite surprising oh yeah, yeah he gets the banjo true. out does, and he's yeah. really good at it and a banjo is really hard to play because mm. you have to pick with both fingers so it's like and it's a way that he brings the family together which he yeah. doesn't do in any other way he just sits in the corner like yeah doesn't really contribute anything but as soon as that comes out everyone's around everyone's Everyone more upbeat yeah. yeah even anthony like yeah stops being a cynical teenager and gets involved anthony's the one apart from barbara the one i feel most sorry for yeah poor anthony well in sunday lunch he comes back from football and immediately he's made to get the table ready he's yeah. into sweaty kitters and stuff as well yeah there's another one where he's um yeah he comes in and they he's immediately made to make bacon sandwiches mm. and there's no reason why the other characters can't get up off their own asses and make the bacon sandwich but just because he's walked in it's like oh anthony made you're right bacon so on. do it yeah and you think he's always he's also the one with the most potential yeah like he's i mean he, he does leave in the end doesn't he yeah he's, yeah he's smart yeah yeah and you, you feel like He's got, you know, he's the one that's sitting on the floor. Yeah. Like he's not got to sit on the sofa. Like he's just quiet and just like trying to get by, and everyone's always ragging on him for something. And it's similar to what we, I suspect, we will talk about next, in the next two weeks when we do Atlanta. Um, but um, <laughs> but Anthony is trapped by his circumstances. Mm. You can tell that he has better aspirations. Like he tries to manage the band exit, um, but he is limited by his circumstances like he doesn't know how to go about doing that and mm. his mates are all fucking absolute dossers yeah um and so he's kind of stuck like and when he starts going out with emma she's like a middle class she's like nouveau riche like it's uh her parent her dad is like a um successful businessman and he's yeah. an absolute asshole. but they've got money because of that she's and, a vegetarian and she, yeah exactly and like they're absolutely staggered by the fact that she's a vegetarian and they're just like Ooh. not even chicken yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's a great line in christmas special where he says he's going to go over there when he, when he goes over there they're going to play parlor games and they say what is their telly broke yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a, yeah. Quick, uh, Ralph, little Anthony story, which I found was a quote I found. He says, "I remember thinking that when we came back for the specials, that I'd maybe be treated like a twenty-six-year-old instead of a seventeen-year-old, but no, just like in a real family, I was still a teenager." Ricky, as in Ricky Tomlinson, denies this, but it's true. When we stopped for a break, he would get out of his chair and he'd go, "Hey, Ralph. Hey, kid. I don't suppose you could get me a cup of tea, could you?" And I think I'm not a character now, mate. Get out of your own cup of tea. Get out of your seat and make your own cup of tea. But I never said that. I rolled my eyes and went and did what I was supposed to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. Yeah. It's, it's exactly they, I mean, the yeah. same. It's weird that they because they reckon that there's a lot of shit around. Like, oh, I'm the oldest child, so I'm like this. I'm an only child, so I'm like this. And they reckon that in day to day life, that doesn't really carry over. But it does still apply if you go back and see your family. Oh, yeah. You slip back into the role of I'm the little brother you know i'm the big sister or whatever it might be and it's weird that even behind the scenes when they're all yeah. professional actors that the same thing was happening i know this is a northern southern thing and i'm sure it's not but yeah in the royal family denise is kind of the the one who's loved and gets away with murder and anthony's a put upon one in my family i'm the oldest my brother's obviously the youngest 
he's had a better life than me. Boys and girls. Yeah. She's ah, a girl. She's the so yeah. she's then the only girl. If there was another girl, she'd have a lot more to do. But she doesn't. Can I say an yeah. example of this? Is I always wanted cocoa pops, Nikki, when I was a kid as breakfast. My mom said you can't have cocoa pops. It's chocolate. You've got to have, you know, wheat a bit or whatever. My brother was born eight years later. He asked for cocoa pops. Guess what? Baby is. Oh yeah. Got well, cocoa pops. There's eight years and seven years so, between me and my yeah, sisters, and the same thing go. happened. It, to this day, my sister is 23 years old. She's finishing her degree, and she's still treated like the baby. And it's really annoying because, like, my sisters, me and my other sister, everything we do, there's something wrong with it. We always have an yeah. argument with my mum. But Courtney, it's like, oh, no. She's, she's the younger one. You have to, you're older than her. You should take the higher ground. No, she's wrong. <laughs> do everything she you, wants. When Nikki, well, you're not so bad now, but when I first met Nikki, whenever we went to see your parents, you would just turn into like, Kevin. Anna, Scruffy and, teenager. Top, yeah. And, you were like, Kevin. They'd be, they'd be like, do you want, and they'd like come up, and your mum would be like, do you want, oh, do you want a cup of tea? And you'd be like, no. <laughs> just like, leave just us alone. Yeah. Just go away. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> and that's why I know if, if you and Lauren are hungry. No, we're not. We had noodles. <laughs> Very specific. Oh, we, we used to <laughs> go specifically to a place um, which we called Noodling. Right, quick, 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 quick quiz question. That's harder to say than I thought it would be. Um, in the 1999 Christmas special, when Dave comes back from dropping Nana off, and they're obviously on their way to the hospital. What colour is his helmet? And I mean, <laughs> the helmet on his head. Not. Okay. Red. You, don't look at my notes. Oh, I'm not looking. <laughs> is it red? No. Purple sparkles. Oh. Yellow. It's yellow. Oh. Why? 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 It, it, why are you asking us that? Well, it's just a little quiz question. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. so is, is, is this one quiz question? Yeah, it's just literally one quiz question. What the fuck is the point in that? <laughs> I just to know it's not even a good or interesting I question. I was taking notes it's, while I was watching it. I it's thought, lightning trivia. Yeah, I thought what? that was... Well, it's not lightning trivia. So you wrote down yellow helmet. Yeah, really, look. It's a quiz question. What colours don't tell me? What have I written in brackets? Yellow. But, yellow. You've, but you've done one quiz question yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's shit. Look, I didn't say it's the best quiz. Fucking hell. Okay. This is like if Dave wrote a quiz. <laughs> Another quiz question. What colour is Barbara's tracksuit? <laughs> Does Barbara doesn't wear It's like minty green. I don't know the answer. Barbara I always thought it was Barbara pink. Doesn't wear tracksuits. I don't think we'll keep this feature. She doesn't wear tracksuits. <laughs> she, she wears jumpers. Yeah. I just remember, wears I remember her wearing a tracksuit with a scrunchie in her hair. The other thing is smoking. It's really weird to yeah. see people like, they smoke constantly. Yeah, that and massive ashtray they've got that's just yeah. jam that's and, never been empty. And they imply a few times that Jim smokes. Like he'll like they'll send Anthony to get him a pack of fags, but he never smokes on screen. So I think Ricky Tomlinson must like must really hate smoke. smoking. Yeah, yeah. yeah, see, Johnson smokes, doesn't yeah. he? Actually, properly smokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't really got much else. So I mean, it's just perfect. It's hard to kind of critique it away. Yeah. It's just a beautiful, perfect thing. Um. I think it's a celebration of working class life. I think it's a celebration of smallness, which I don't think is a bad thing. Everything mm. doesn't have to be grand. And, which probably for me the biggest thing, it's a celebration of TV as well. Yeah. TV is great, and I will say this to the day I die. I, I love TV, and I always have, and people who don't have televisions, I don't understand how they operate on a day-to-day -day basis. And this program is, it's not that necessarily obsessed by TV, it's just there, it's a thing you can sort of surround yourself around. It's a kind of, kind of like a cornerstone in the yeah, room. Yeah, it's like when you people it's come into people's living rooms and it's like, what do you point your furniture yeah, at? Yeah, that's like exactly. Jerry from Friends. What do you, what what's, do you point, what's your furniture point at? And this entire podcast is based on TV. TV yeah. is great and all fans celebrates TV and I salute it for the, that. There are kind of Beavis and Butt-heady elements to it actually with them like talking over TV. That's what Peep Show was originally pitched as was it was them watching TV and their conversations and thoughts about the shows they were watching. But they didn't like that idea, so they like changed yeah, it into a conventional. It, yeah, it? they changed yeah. it into a conventional sitcom. But yeah, that was the original pit for Peep Show, yeah. um, was that it'd be like a British Beavis and Butthead. Um, but yeah, there's elements of that where we're like, oh, that's another nice thing, which also happens in Frasier, weirdly. There's one show, not the one show, <laughs> there's one show that they get really excited about that they clearly watch religiously and they start placing bets on it. Is this a quiz question? What yeah, is it? Yeah, that's the show. And they do the same thing in Frasier. 
Sorry, say this question again. So there's a TV show they watch, and they're all they obviously watch it. In their all family. Yeah, and they're putting bets on it. Um, Who wants to be a millionaire? No. No, I can think of a couple that they watch. In Frasier, they don't put ben bets on it, but they have a drinking. Oh, bed. is it the same get the same show in Frasier? And then they watch yes. the Same show, Frasier and Royal Family. Yeah. So oh. there's an American version of it's a British show, I think, but there's an American version of it as well, and it's called the same thing. I can't think. I don't know. I genuinely yeah. What I've if gone. I said the word veneer? Changing rooms. No. No. <laughs> 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 Antichrist. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, there's an episode I of Frasier. I No, so that's a Frasier, That's a reference to the Fraser episode because mm. the um, situation is that Fraser and Nars come on and they they uh, put the TV on, and they're like, uh, and Martin comes in and it's like, oh no, I want to watch TV. It's time for my program. It's like, oh no, but we, the Nars and I have been waiting to watch this all week, and it turns out they both they all want to watch Antics oh, Roadshow. It's got something for and everyone. Then, and then they turn it into a drinking game where whenever someone says the word veneer, they have to drink. I mean, it's got something <laughs> for everyone if you're boring. Yeah, it really does. So yeah. the American version is called Antics Roadshow as well. Yeah. Yeah. And they do that in all family, don't they? they yeah, they, they, they have bets, so they all have like a little pile of pound coins, and they have to guess. It, they play like, um, uh, what's it called? The Price is Right with it, yeah. where they have to get the Price Just go back and say, I said it's a celebration of working class. Like, is it a celebration or if you I weren't working is, class and you were middle class, upper middle class or upper class, would you watch that and go, thank fuck for not that? Well, we're, no. middle, we're middle class, but my dad is from, my dad is like from a working class background. Mm. My mum is definitely not. Um, and no, it is just more like, oh, we know people like that. It's, yeah. not, it's not like, it's uh, not yeah, like, oh, look at say... these shits. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a like a negative look, it, but it's not a celebration. It's no, just, it's just an, a, an accurate portrayal. Yeah. 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 Like we were we were saying, like, oh, we've all got family members who we can relate to the Dave character or the yeah. Denise character, and I don't think that's class specific necessarily. I th- obviously, a lot of it is relating to class on the work on working family, the royal family, but a lot of it crosses that, and it's just a study of people like a family yeah. Mm. yeah yeah so in the 99 christmas specials i've just seen it in my notes here um they talk about millennium new year's eve because obviously mm. it's 99 mm. my millennium new year's eve was the worst new year's i've had i went to central london it was dog shit really you, you remember? i remember i was, very well. well actually not i was 18 yeah do you remember what I you guys did on Millennium Music? I was too young. I was going to say you were too. I was like, no, you weren't. I was going to say you were too. <laughs> well, not, we were all too young to go out. Too young, too, yeah. I was too young to go out, but we had a party at my house. Like Every Boxing Day, my family used to come up anyway. So we'd have a big get-together. But we did some on New Year's. And I remember we hung pink and purple and silver stars from the ceiling. I oh, was yeah, wearing Millennium, doesn't it? Yeah, it, well, and I was wearing... A dress that was red with black mesh on top and silver roses down the side. And I had my hair up with Chinese chopsticks in because it was the 90s. It was, yeah. Loads of chopsticks in hair. Yeah, it was big. And, you know, glittery eyeshadow up to my unplugged. No, I think at that point I had shaved off my eyebrows. So I had like a dot of hair here and then they were drawn on. I mean, I was 13, so I was in the midst of my womanhood. Like, you know. (laughs) In the midst of your womanhood. I had just started my period. Everything was new. I just learned how to put eyeliner on at a roller skate rink. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. At a roller skate link, rink, you learnt to put eyeliner yeah, on. Yeah, roller disco. you specifically learnt. <laughs> if I'm roll, going around on the roller skates, how do I get the I eyeliner on without fucking uh. it up? But it was when I learned how to put on eyeliner for the first time, we went to a roller disco at the Magnet Leisure Centre, and I went in there, my friend was like, I'm going to slug Ronnie tonight because he's really fit. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to slug anybody. And then she was like, you don't have enough makeup on, your eyebrows look stupid. Here, put some eyeliner on. And she thought I had to put eyeliner on. Um, she's very ugly. She needs to make <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was the, my that was my New Year's, and I had some cousins coming from America, um, which I've received very very sporadically. So that that was a big occasion, and the biggest thing was is that on the stroke of midnight, I would run outside to look up at the sky to see if any of the satellites were going to fall down, because that was the big Let thing. Yeah, yeah, the Y two K. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember being affected at all by the in the terms of like being drawn in by it or being worried or anything. Did you buy the Robbie Williams single? Your Dave. They don't play that song anymore. It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's a final question. Reminds you of? Did the royal family need to be a show set in the late nineties, early noughties? I'm not sure it did. I think no. it could have worked in any. I think that's one of the reasons why it's 
the perfect it, it, show it is because it translates. Yeah. Because yeah. It's similar to what we were talking about with Father Ted, in that like, it feels like it hasn't aged that much. Obviously, you can tell it's from the nineties, but because the TV shows they watch and things yeah, like that. Yeah. But it feels like it hasn't aged that much because the house then was old fashioned mm. and like you know Jim's mm. style, their fashion sense was all very seventies. Um, and <laughs> like they, there's an episode where they strip the wallpaper in the dining room yeah, yeah. and it, it just for the rest of the show it just stayed like the every other episode of the show it just stays half finished they've yeah. clearly stripped Stay it and twiggy put anything and, uh, Jim in yeah the Mando yeah. number five yeah. <laughs> yeah which is 20 years old next year I believe Mando number five yeah. I what still do? know all the words yeah, yeah I can do all the words do you know all the women yeah, a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side, a little bit of Rita is all I need, a little bit of Tina is what I see, a little bit of Sandra in the sun, a little bit of Jessica all night long, a little bit of Mary, here I am, a little bit of you makes me your man. Ah, That seems the perfect way to end this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, so uh, yeah, we've been Chuckle Lovers, um, Sachin, you're... At Sachin Akrani. I'm at Stephen Chicken, Stephen with a V. And uh, uh, Nikki. Don't contact me, anyone. I don't want you to contact me. And Lauren is on Instagram. At Lola Victrola. Hooray! And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, Stay tuned. I mean, it's not a fucking radio. (laughs) But yeah, make sure you download in two weeks' time when we're going to be talking about Atlanta. Yeah, and also generally rate and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. Rate and subscribe. Rate and subscribe. Please. Right. And subscribe to the podcast, please. And watch your family because it's brilliant. Yeah. Peace up, A Town Down. Thank you.